Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. On DAB Plus, online, via the TalkSport app, and on your smart speaker. Lions Daily on TalkSport 2. You're listening to TalkSport 2. I'm Tim Cocker, and this is the Lions Daily. And the build-up to the first test on Saturday continues, and it has gone up a notch today, I can tell you. The Springboks named their squad to take on the Lions earlier on. Two days ahead of schedule as well. Is that mind games from Razzy Erasmus? Something to uh, explore perhaps. More on that throughout the show as we hear from the Springbok camp as well. Also, we had news that all three test matches will take place in Cape Town. We'll be live with our reporter Neil Manthorpe in South Africa shortly on that. And former England and Lions centre Will Greenwood will be with us as well. What does he make of South Africa's side and who should start for the Lions in those key centre positions. And we'll also hear from inside the Lions camp from Neil Jenkins, one of the coaches, and Anthony Watson, who could be one of the starters. It's an absolutely packed show today on Lions Daily. So, uh, yeah, we'll get into the Springs box side in a moment, as I said. But first off, that news that this afternoon, that all three test matches will take place in Cape Town. Our reporter out in South Africa is Neil Manthorpe. Hi, Neil. Very good, thanks. Good. So just run us through exactly what has been announced. Well, I have to say, that first of all, that it was uh, one of the worst-kept secrets in Lions history. I mean, uh, uh, you know, we've known for the best part of 10 days that all three tests would be played here. It was just a question of dotting the I's and uh, crossing the T's. Um, there was a problem because the Gauteng regional government invested very heavily in the second and third test matches, which were scheduled for the FMB Stadium on the outskirts of Soweto, which, of course, holds 100,000. The reason that they were going to pl- be played there uh, is when the fixtures were announced, they were hoping that uh, there would be some socially distanced crowds. Um, so they were hoping to get 25,000 people into a 100,000-seater stadium. But uh, it will they will all take place in Cape Town. Um, and I must say that um, I, I, I think that's a, a massive advantage uh, to the Lions on, on three fronts. Altitude is the obvious one. Um, secondly, there's more chance of a wet weather game. And I, I still think that probably uh, the Lions would be more adept at playing in in, a, in Cape stormy weather, although the forecast for this weekend is, is for it to be uh, sunny and, and dry. Um, and thirdly, and this is the one that really, I think, uh, makes a massive difference, is that uh, the Lions are staying at a luxury golf and lifestyle resort an hour and a half outside of Cape Town, just uh, close to the coastal res- resort town of Hermanus. Um, and they get to go for walks and get some fresh air and just escape and get out, um, play golf. 
um, whereas the Springboks are staying in their usual hotel, which is a city centre-based hotel, um, which, of course, they're not allowed to leave. So um, I think the Lions will be very happy with the way things are shaped up. I would imagine. So am I right in saying that the the Lions are the only people in that luxury hotel? So as you say, they've got free reign of the place. <laughs> That's exactly right. Apart from a few staff. I mean, there's a skeleton staff there. Um, it's a 400-room luxury hotel, um, and nobody else is allowed to stay there apart from the staff. Um, you know, and spare of thought for them as well, actually, because they're not allowed to leave and go home. Uh, many of them have got families and... Um, so they weren't expecting wow. um, to, to be locked up. Mind you, they get a, a luxury five-star room, um, I, I guess. And um, uh, yeah, uh, look, it's, a, it's just a lovely, relaxing place with a massive dam and lagoon, um, a beautiful uh, golf course. And it's just a brilliant place to chill and relax. Spoken by a man who's uh, been able to go there, which is great. Now, you say advantage to the Lions, and I couldn't agree more with you on that one. You, you mentioned the altitude, but um, has there been any word from the Springbok camp or, or from you know uh, the, the pundits and, and journalists and stuff uh, out there with a, a South African bent uh, um, on the uh, opinion on these things? Because uh, even up until last week, it was still being written, we're going to Joburg after this one. Um, so is that how big a blow are you sensing that that it is over there for the home side? Well, um, first of all, uh, let me throw in my my tuppence worth um, on the announcement of the Springbok team today. Um, I do think that uh, that is Rassi Erasmus um, doing Rassi Erasmus things. Um, I think that it's a confident, bold move. Um, I think he's saying we're happy, we're totally confident, we're taking the advantage. Um, we're announcing, you know, we're, we're not showing any signs of weakness, um, you know, and, and it, it sort of exacerbates the, the delay in the announcement of the Lions team as well. It's sort of, I think it may be designed to to shine a light on maybe some uncertainty. I mean, it must be one of the mm. hardest jobs in rugby coaching to pick a Lions team when you've got 45 or 40, uh, you know, the best players in the Northern, Northern Hemisphere. Um but, uh, yeah, look, I, I think that is Rassi Erasmus saying we are happy, we are confident, we are relaxed. Um, and and also, all the speculation about Andre Pollard and Sia Khaleesi not being able to meet the return-to-play protocols, uh, they all seem to have disappeared because they actually haven't met return-to-play protocols. They, they were both scheduled by the Springboks' own return-to-play protocols to miss the first test match because they haven't served um, the sufficient time, uh, according to those protocols, since testing negative. But, yeah, I mean, I guess the Springboks drew up their own rules and I guess they can break them if they want to. I, I hadn't considered that, Neil, the, the thought that this could be Razzie Rasmus grabbing hold of the narrative rather than the Cape Town change sort of enabling it to be taken in a different direction. The confidence, the brashness of announcing the team two days early and everyone's going to be talking about that. I, I, th- yeah, I think that's a great I, point. Honestly, yeah, I think that's exactly what it is. I, I really do. I think that, you know, it's uh, making a big statement. There's no doubts in our camp. We know exactly what we're going to do. We've got all our game plans. Um, I spoke to Maro Atoji today and I said, you know, there, there's a speculation that... Um, the Springboks would be undercooked. A lot of them haven't played very much rugby. Um, and, you know, we kind of agreed that, that, that that's one side of the story. The other is that there's nothing better than being fresh. Agreed. Oh, that's great. Thank you so much for your time, Neil. Oh, always a pleasure. So, 
Uh, the thoughts of Neil Manthorpe, our man out there for TalkSport in South Africa. Commentary of that first test and mind game selection. It's all building very nicely ahead of that, that game. As for South Africa, and as Neil was just talking about, uh, they have named their side for Saturday. Kick-off 5pm, as I say, live on TalkSport. Oxenche, uh, Bongi Mbanambi and Trevor Niakane are the front row. In the second row, Ibn Etzebeth and Franco Mostert. Uh, and the back row, as you heard, Sia Khaleesi, the captain, is back and named. Peter Steph Detoit is in the back row as well. And Quagga Smith completing the forwards. As for the backs, well, it is the entire back line from the Rugby World Cup win in 2019. Faf de at scrum half. Andre Pollard making his 50th Springbok appearance at fly half. Centres, Damian Dialande and Lacanio Am. And uh, on the wings, Makazoli Mapimpi and Cheslin Colby with Vili LaRue at fullback. So 11 players in total who started in that 2019 World Cup final. And as I say, big news, Sia Khaleesi has recovered from COVID. Protocols or not fulfilled, he starts. Makazoli, Mapimpi uh, and Ox and Che are also back from isolation too. Uh, Alfie Reynolds, tell us what Alfie Reynolds, what do you think? You heard what Neil Manthorpe says. You've got a sense of Razzy Erasmus mind games. Well, he's got a reputation for it, hasn't he? And, mm. and being a little bit cheeky. And we've seen some of it over the last few weeks between him and Warren Gatlin and Warren Gatlin saying about him as the water boy and would the test matches be moved and everything else. So do you know what? It's, I quite like it as a theory. Yeah, and Razzy Erasmus replying to fans on Twitter with uh, grainy videos of Owen Farrell <laughs> making high tackles. He's, uh, he's a character, isn't he? And Andre Pollard, uh, fly half at the weekend, he was asked about... Razzy and these these mind game battle and Andre Pollard's response was I wouldn't take him on if I were if you're wise don't take on Razzy Erasmus in a mind game battle because he's street smart is what he said and you risk looking silly yeah, well, Warren Gatland as well is, I, I've always thought, is is quite good at the mind games as well. I don't think he's quite as maybe bull in a china shop in the way that Razzy Erasmus can be in terms of going on Twitter and putting up videos. But I've always found Warren Gatland kind of a bit more subtle in the way he goes about those mind games and, and the, the war of words, if we want to call it that, between the two camps. But he's no stranger to it either. I remember in New Zealand, him walking into the final press conference with the red nose on because oh, yeah. that had been the picture of him on the front of one of the I've New Zealand that. papers. So he's no stranger to it. I think it's it's bubbling away nicely, Tim, ahead of the first test on Saturday. And even more so when we saw that South Africa team. Uh, in a word, I'd just looking at that pack and I just go, Heavy. Yeah, it's uh, class. And the, the guys coming off the bench, my word. Oh, my. I mean, at 50 minutes in the game, if if the Lions are sat there thinking, right, we've weathered the storm, we just need to hold on here, and uh, Stephen Kitsoff, Franz Malherbe and Lou Diaga run on. My goodness me. Yeah, well, I think you could argue that, that the replacement front row is better than the starting front row. I think you, you could make that argument. Then you've got... Lou Diago, we know all about him, of course, playing for Sale Sharks. If there's any weakness in there, and, and it's an incredibly strong team, Elton Yantes, I know we, we, we've we we've seen a fair bit of him, haven't we, in, t- in a Springbok shirt. Is, is that, yeah. am I being unfair? I don't think you are being unfair. I think their replacement backs, uh, the 21, 22 and 23 jerseys, I think are a step down from everywhere else in the side. So you're right. An injury in the back line, um, less options for tactical changes for Rassi Erasmus to make. That that could be an edge. 
But the problem is that their forwards can be so dominant that it almost doesn't matter. I guess that would be the worry. Yeah, and the whole back line, as we mentioned, were the exact back line that humbled England in the Rugby World Cup final. So they are very, very good. It's uh, We can definitely get into uh, much more of the, the South African side. But I'll tell you what I want you to hear um, first, though. Uh, it's just on Sia Khaleesi, because that's one of the big stories for the South African side. As he returns following his isolation due to COVID, the captain, the, the talisman, and Springbok head, head coach Jacques Nienaba uh, admitted it was great to have their captain back. He's been a player that we work uh, with uh, for quite some time. He knows our structures. Uh, um, he knows what we're trying to do from a, from an on-field rugby perspective. And then, obviously, he's been our captain. And uh, so, yes, it's all, always nice to run bring some calmness uh, to us uh, or to the squad. And, uh, so, yeah, very happy to have him back. He is a, a huge boost for South Africa, isn't he, Alfie? Particularly when they're already missing Dwayne Vermaelen, who would have been number eight should he be fit and available. Yeah, and there were some rumours about whether we would actually see Sia Khaleesi start this match because in terms of having COVID, there are, there's definitely been reports that he was suffering from it and you never know quite how bad it is going to affect someone, particularly for a sports person with you know their lungs. But look, he's in the team. He's huge for them, isn't he? He is the, the talismanic figure uh, when you look back at him taking over the captaincy and what a, a massive moment that was for the Springboks all the way through to them winning the World Cup final. I think it's a, a massive selection. There'll be a few Lions players and, and the coaching staff with not raised eyebrows, but would have thought, okay, you know, they are fully loaded and, and Khaleesi's a massive part of that. Well, fully loaded, but they also might be thinking undercooked in the sense that he won't have played since for, for the Springboks since the, that Rugby World Cup final. So, or, or, you know, he won't have played in a while. So it, there's opportunities there. They, they could potentially be thinking there's an opportunity. So we'll see. Uh, yeah, the, 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 the only problem with that theory is I kind of thought that heading into the South Africa A game. And then, yeah. you know, that just didn't prove to be the case, did it? So I, I'm not really sure how undercooked the South Africans are going to be, to be honest. More on the South African side as they've uh, announced it two days earlier than originally planned. Uh, more on that later in the show on the Lions Daily on TalkSport 2 with the famous grouse, the spirit of rugby, 18 plus B drink aware. Commentary of the whole tour, including all three test matches starting this weekend between the Lions and South Africa on TalkSport. Next, we're going to be joined by World Cup winner, former Lions centre as well, Will Greenwood, a man who went... Hodgson's going cross field because Greenwood has called. He's going to bounce, but Greenwood has taken it. Just before half time, they get the score. Those that are picked must, in time, as they get older, realise that their piece of luck is to to be around at a time when a coach who valued their particular super strength was in charge. As Greenwood goes with the hand off, Healy once again, and Greenwood is not going to score again. A third try for him. What a day he's having. Welcome back to the Lions Daily on TalkSport 2 as we build up to that first test against South Africa this weekend. Well, we wanted to track down some of the players who've been at the coalface, who know what it's like to prepare for challenges at the game's highest level. So how about a man who went on Lions tours in 1997, in 2001, in 2005 and won the World Cup with England? Hello, Will Greenwood. Come on your show more often. Nice <laughs> listening to those tries. Uh, just uh, do, how, how many of your old games do you watch, or do you have on VHS or no, DVD? I don't, but I, I know exactly which tries 
uh, Miles Harrison and Bill McLaren are talking about Harrison's took Miles, who we we wish well. He's, he's had a huge operation and uh, he's he's recovering at home. He's normally the voice of Sky Rugby, isn't he? Yeah. And he, he was commenting there. We were at the old Dunedin, the House of Pain, Carisbrook. Uh, yeah, Dunedin. Yeah, that's right. And we're playing the Highlanders. And I ended up in a fight actually after scoring that try. Uh, and then the other one was Cardiff 01. And Austin Healy still begrudgingly had to pass me the ball for me to <laughs> score a hat trick. And he felt if I'd given him the ball earlier, he'd have scored it himself, which is actually a complete lie. He didn't have the pace to go around the outside. He had to give it to me to finish it off. Our, uh, my producer Alfie's very impressed at your knowledge you were right on all counts and you were absolutely right to point out that as well as fans uh, being missing from the Lions tour the, the voice of Miles Harrison is uh, absolutely a, a missing piece so we, we definitely wish him all the best uh, well I've got actually one... done it. I've scripted a little piece you know the, do you watch the ITV rugby uh, ITV football before England played Scotland at Wembley and they got James McAvoy to do a piece yeah I thought it was a brilliant piece, brilliant piece of telly. This is going to hurt. This shouldn't hurt. You know, all that sort of stuff. Anyway, I've written some words. I think Eddie Butler does it fantastically well for both the Six Nations, but also the Olympics. He does those wonderful montages where he's, he scribbles some lines and uh, the host broadcaster put wonderful shots that bring his words to life. Anyway, I sort of thought, well, why don't I scribble some words about what it means to and how much it's going to hurt to win, to play against South Africa. And, um, hopefully Miles will be able to voice that this week and we'll put together a nice little montage ahead of the first test, which should, just for those, and many haven't, had the opportunity to play in a test match against South Africa. Uh, hopefully it just might give you an idea of the history, the shirt, what you're representing, the responsibility of your performance, the enormity of the opportunity. Uh, the pain, the suffering you will have to go through. And, and I think in some sports, you can occasionally o- overplay it. I've loved the golf this week, but they said, oh, just the courage to play that shot. And it's like, well, the ball's not going to hit him in the face. The club's not going to smash him around the cheeks, is it? It was like, you know, if, if, I, I understand, but it's just different. It's sort of the mentality. Whereas with rugby, it's really going to hurt. The lads on Saturday when Peter Stepitoyo, Khaleesi or Etzebeth hit you in the ribs and line you up. It's it's like going through a real life car crash and being expected to get back up and do it again for another 79 and a half minutes. And that's that's what this challenge will be. Uh, a psychological challenge at the moment for the players as they await selection. What is that like at the those the, the first couple of days of a of a test week? Yeah, look, it'll be different for, for, for players, for certain players. Um, because there will be those players who sort of, I'm actually trying to think on this occasion, that there's always like, there's three categories. The players that they really know they're playing, they're in, you know, they sort of know that. Yeah, and, and faux nervousness and, you know, I'm not sure, but really. They've got such self-belief, they know they're in. Then there are those who are sort of, they know that they're not in and anything's a bonus. So they're pretty relaxed about it. it it'd be nice to be nice for the flip chart to go back and see their names, but they're not expecting it. It's those that sort of just, just sit in the middle and actually 
as I sort of think about this now, there's probably quite a few more in that middle category than normal. By this stage, you'd sort of have an idea of 11, 12, 13 players. I think, uh, I mean, I did a piece for the Telegraph yesterday naming my starting 15. I should have named the 23 because it's now all about the 23, but I named my starting 15. I never had such furore, um, such disagreement, such lively debate. And you go into every position and it's, 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 it's very difficult to categorically put your house on a on a unit, on a front row unit, on a second row combination, on a back row collective. You go through it and you go, actually, there's, yeah, there'll be, there'll be quite a few guys. The reality is, by the way, they know by now. We don't know, but they know. Um, they, they can't do... Sorry, stop me if I'm witching on. No, Basically, no, you carry on, Will. Uh, at, the start, at the start of a week, Normally, there'd be another midweek game, right? So you'd have to name the team and you'd have an inkling from who's playing in this team, but you still wouldn't really know. You'd still believe you could play your way in. This week, there's no midweek game, right? So you could have one of those. I mean, it's almost like Mike Bassett. If he didn't tell the lads, and I think he told them this morning, if he didn't tell the lads before training, he'd sort of go, can everyone go and stick a white bib on over there, these names? But it's not the test team. Can everyone... Go and stick a yellow bib on over there. But no, 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 it's not the test team. You've still got a chance. And it'd be just, it would just be an element of, come on, Gats, who are you kidding? Uh, and so the reality is, uh, from what I've picked up, is they'll have been told this morning. Mm-hmm. And then it will be a secret for as long as Warren. Warren, I think he has to announce it Thursday. The South Africans have announced theirs. Warren's never afraid of going early. I wouldn't be surprised if he chucked the team out tomorrow, even though it's due to come out Thursday, because it may end up being the worst kept secret as players tell their parents, please, please, please don't tell anyone. I mean, and they tell Aunt Nora, and Aunt Nora runs down the, sh- then runs down the street with a bin rattling, he's in, he's in, he's only playing. And before you know it, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's made it around the world. As for the, the, the specific selections, um, and I, I'm, I'm really keen to speak to you because you're someone who could fulfil different roles in different teams with different blends. You could be the second distributor. You could be the, the guy with the outside arc and, and, the, and the gas to find a break. Um, who is Who should be, or if you were selecting, who would be the, the Lions midfield? Such a good question. So, again, you've got to look at it in, in, in context here. So, if I go to my nine and ten, I think he goes big game beast at nine, Connor Murray, who just holds off the fast charging Ali Price, um, and he goes with Dan Bigger, getting the nod. The temptation is with Gatland. Then he goes Farrell at twelve because he knows that Sexton Farrell combination works so well historically, and he might go there again. Me personally, I, I stick Henshaw in. Now, once you stick Henshaw in at 12, you're thinking, right, he can pass, he can distribute, he's got a short kicking game, but where's my, where's my extra kicker coming from? And if you're picking, say, Josh Adams, Anthony Watson, Dwan van der Merwe, any of those three, Louis Rees Summit, any of those four into two for the wings, and you're picking Liam Williams or Stuart Hogg, not sitting on fences here, I'll tell you who you want, who I would pick, but None of them are recognised step up into second receiver and kick. What I mean by that, go multi-phase, drop off the fly half, take some pressure off uh, Bigger or Farrell at 10, 
sling the ball a bit wider, drag the South African defence up, then kick it long. Then Elliot Daly has to come into play because of his left peg and the combination of Bigger or Farrell, both right-footed, Conor Murray, uh, Ali Price has have a left foot, but I just, I just feel, and he's played him outside centre three times on this tour. If you'd asked me who's possibly played the best as an outside centre, I'd probably go Chris Harris. But it's not about, it's not always about picking the best player. It's about picking someone who can bring a complementary skill set. And Daly's left foot, Jonathan Davies had man of the series in 2017, vastly underrated left peg in 2017. I just feel Daly, Daly's, what was it? Who was it? Daniel Day-Lewis, my left foot. Uh, I think that Elliot Daly's could play his way in with his left peg. Well, it could be that great minds are thinking alike uh, here because um, I've just seen uh, that the on the Times Twitter feed, Owen Slot, who I'm sure you've seen in a media room or two, uh, sorry, Alex Lowe, yeah. I beg your pardon, not Owen Slot, both both great rugby writers, ha- has filed an exclusive of what he thinks the Lions team will be. Uh, this I- is what I pointed. So someone, someone's, someone's bribed a k- kitchen cook. Someone's <laughs> gone in the team room. Someone's poking around. Uh, why? What's he gone with? Go on. What's well, his exclusive? So set? again, we don't. So this exclusive is Ali Price at nine uh, with Dan Bigger at ten. Uh, the wingers, yeah. Duan Van der Merwe and Anthony Watson. So Josh Adams not there. Uh, exactly the centre. Yeah. Partnership. So Josh Adams didn't have a great game mm. on the week on the weekend, but his wife had just given birth and he'd scored eight tries in three games. But Duan yeah. Van der Merwe's physicality. You, you, see, this is the whole point about it. People get grumpy with me. Oh, what have you picked him for? I said, well, I don't, I haven't. I've just, this is who I think it will be. Uh, and if it's not, by the way, Dwan van der Merwe has been magnificent on this tour. Go on, what else have you picked? Uh, Henshaw yeah, well, and Daly. Uh, Henshaw and Daly in the centre with Hogg at fullback. And as for the pack, um, Wynne Jones. So he's put three Scots in the back line. Oh, yeah, he Fair does. Play. That would be, I mean, they'd be looking, checking histories. That would probably go back to Scott Hastings. Gavin Hastings, was there another Scott in that back line? Was Tony Stanger on that tour? No. Was Gary Armstrong on that tour? Crikey, three Scots. I would, honestly, people go, oh, you're so, I would be chuffed if there are three Scots because it's, it's yeah, it's what the Lions is all about. Bolters coming along, going on tour, probably a second choice. Hogg maybe equal first with Liam Williams, who got a HIA. His head might have had some issues. Ali Price did not go there as starting nine. I mean, Conor Murray was test captain until Alan Wynne Jones returned. Anyway, mm. carry on. I'm excited no. by this team. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, again, this is unconfirmed. This is just uh, an exclusive file yeah. by Alex Lowe of the Times. Uh, Wynne Jones, Luke Cowan, Dickey, Tyg Furlong. Uh, Alan, yeah, Alan strong. Win- uh, yeah. G- yeah, go on, carry on. No, Sorry. that's quite all right. Alan Wynne Jones, Maruitoji. The back row, I think you'll find interesting because that, none of that's unexpected. Uh, the back line, has he gone? Uh, so I would have gone, and most people, including Sam Warburton, gone Burns six, Curry seven, Falatau eight. If you're, are you saying it's unexpected? Tell me if I'm. Is it is it unexpected? In which case, give me a second guess. Go on then. It is unexpe- it's unexpected. It's unexpected. I think a, certainly in one 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 of the positions, he's, he's very unexpected. Well, not, so not very. He's but, got it. Yeah. No, in which case I think that, I think at eight has he gone different? Yes. Has he gone Conan or Simmons? Has he, he gone Conan at eight? He's he, played great. At he eight. has gone Conan at eight. Yeah, you can see that. And look, this is the thing, right? Everyone will go, oh, what's he doing? If you, I've been watching every game and Conan's done fab. 
and Falata was probably again this is unconfirmed I'm just talking about what a great whatever 15 he puts out you then have to think oh and what by the way has he announced the exclusive does he know what the bench is yeah uh, the, the bench is uh, Owens Sutherland Sinclair Burn right, I started with I had Owens and Sutherland starting but I bet it doesn't matter literally I had Sinclair on the bench great yeah. so I'm, I'm happy with my front five I've sort of picked the same starting 11 uh, 8 if you think of the front five plus yeah. three subs who else on the bench in the second row uh, well, it's a 6-2 split with Burn, Watson and Henderson on the bench on the bench and then Murray and Farrell so who was his 6 who was his 6 in the test team oh, oh sorry yeah oh sorry the back row Courtney Laws he's gone Laws Wow, he has been good on the tour. He came on early in the Japan game uh, and played in the second row. But he has had a start at six, um, and he when he's played, he's played he's played really well. So he's gone Laws, Conan, Curry. Correct. My fear there. Am I allowed to have a fear? My fear there is it's not a that that back row doesn't handle well enough. They can, by the way. I'm not saying they can't pass and catch. They can all pass and catch. But if you want to take on the South Africans, you've got to be able to shift and move the point of contact and little slip passes and little pop passes here and there. And, of course, they can. But are they the best we've got available? And that's that's why I was picking Falatau and Byrne. Because I think you keep the ability to... uh, Go round and go round the South Africans as opposed to necessarily go through them. Mm. Well, Great, but you know what? That might be not. That might not be the twenty-three. We'll have the same chat tomorrow with a different twenty-three. Uh, you uh, you did yourself down, by the way, Will, by saying you've been watching all the games. You've been uh, you know you've been following, contributing a, a huge part of it. And it, and that being the case, I'm amazed you found the time uh, to do anything else. But you have a festival of sport in August. Let us in on what's going on there. Oh yeah, well, I, I sort of I've let the guys in at Talksport a few times. The good news is, is it's sold out. So what is that? I can tell everyone for thirty seconds what's miss, what are people missing out? It's an amazing place in Holcombe, on the North Norfolk coast. I got married down there in a, in a village called Thornham. Wonderful Lord and Lady Leicester own the estate, and as a lot of estates do, they want festivals there and they want a source of income because it's a heck of an upkeep to look after those incredible. Old, uh, I was going to say called houses, but they're sort of they're estates, really, aren't they? And we are inviting people down, like World Cup winners Rachel Burford, Mike Tyndall. We've got Anna Watkins, Olympic gold rowers. We've got uh, gymnasts, uh, boxers, uh, uh, cyclists. Basically, got about twenty-seven sports, and the kids are going to come down. Mums and dads, we're going to glamp or camp. Got food, a food festival going on at the same time. Music in the evening. Basically, families are going to come down, enjoy themselves together, get out, uh, trial, taste, uh, uh, different sports, get coached by Ashes winners, Olympic gold medalists, Rugby World Cup winners, and basically have a great time outdoors together, which we haven't done in ages. And uh, TalkSport have kindly allowed me to talk about it three or four times over the course, probably since about March. And you have done again. And on this occasion, I don't need you to help me sell tickets because... They've all gone, which is exciting. So if you if you if you like the look of it, have a look on festivalofsportuk.com. And if you've missed out this year, stick a stick a reminder in your diary and I'll see you in I'll see you in twenty twenty two. Done. Will, thanks so much for your time. Pleasure. Take care.
I quite like doing uh, live breaking news, especially when you've got World Cup winner, former Lion, uh, in our camp as well. It's the Lions Daily on TalkSport 2 with the famous grouse, the spirit of rugby, 18+, plus. be drink aware. TalkSport with commentary of every match between South Africa and the British and Irish Lions. Maybe more reaction to, to that potential Lions side. Certainly we're going to get inside the Lions and Springbok camps next. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. On DAB Plus, online, via the TalkSport app, and on your smart speaker. Lions Daily on TalkSport 2. I'm Tim Cocker, and this is the home of the British and Irish Lions Tour to South Africa, which shows every single day, six days a week, every day that there isn't a game, will be here on Lions Daily. Uh, I'm Tim Cocker with uh, TalkSport's Alfie Reynolds as well. Alfie, can we just have a recap of where we're at? Because th- our show's been changing the whole way through, so... Earlier on today, South Africa named their team two days before they originally were expected to. Yep, correct. Fine, we're there so far. Um, we, we've had the news that all three tests will be happening in Cape Town, rumoured for a while, but confirmed this afternoon. Yes, exactly. Right, good. Now, as I was talking to Will Greenwood about Lions selection and what he would go for, we have a potential Lions team leaked via the media. I don't like this, that that's happened. You see it a lot, don't you? I mean, for example, at the Euros, I think every single one of Gareth Southgate's teams were leaked the morning of the game. It is funny how these things happen. But yes, correct. So Alex Lowe in the Times, he uh, very recently has put up an exclusive of what he understands the Lions starting team will be. Yes. And there are a few interesting selections in that. Uh, And it looks like he's gone on form in most cases and I think Will Greenwood was right to kind of point out that maybe he's picked a pack which is thinking more than a little bit about the size of South Africa with Courtney Laws, Tom Curry and Jack Conan in the back row. We can get into a little bit more of that. Let's head into the Lions camp right now and to assistant coach Neil Jenkins. Oh sorry I should say the final bit of news is we've heard that 10am tomorrow morning and the British and Irish Lions will announce their team. It was meant to be on Thursday. We've had this potential leak, and now the Lions are saying, we'll announce it at 10 tomorrow. 
Re- read into that what you want. You're still with us? It's all happening today <laughs> on the Lions Daily, essentially. Let, let's, let me hand over to Neil Jenkins and we can catch our breath for a second. So he is the Lions assistant coach on his third Lions tour and he admitted that selecting the side for Saturday's match is one of the toughest selections he's been involved in. It was tough, I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, there's some quality in this squad and, uh, you know, the guys who are going to be playing, uh, I, I think we're very thankful. The guys who are missing out, they're going to be very unlucky. You know, whichever way you look at it. So, um, look, it's very tough. It's not easy. Probably, as Gat said, one of the toughest selections that we've had um, since we've been involved. Uh, but that's that's a positive as far as I'm concerned. Everyone's putting their hand up. Everyone's playing well. And, you know, it's very difficult sometimes to choose someone over another. But, um, you know, it's just, as Gat said, it's just a, it's just a, it's, it's an opinion of a couple of coaches. So, um, but look, where, whatever team takes the pitch is going to be a very, very good side. And uh, as I said, I know they're more than looking forward to this test match on Saturday, everyone. Clearly, there were a lot of uh, tough decisions to be had if this rumoured 23 is, is to be named because there's some positions where it must have been on a knife edge. Do, how do you think Neil Jenkins, who we just heard from there, and more so head coach Warren Gatland, are going to feel about this potential leak? I, I would imagine they'll be absolutely fuming because likelihood is there. It, it's come from inside that squad somehow, isn't it? The a family, as Will Greenwood said, a family member, you know, being told or, or something like that. The fact that it's come out in the British media suggests that. So you're going to be absolutely fuming it. It throws off your plans a little bit. You have to rearrange things. And yeah, it's, I mean, does it have any sort of impact when it comes to the match? Probably not. You wouldn't have thought. But it's just, I'd imagine when you're building up for a game like this, Tim, you want to be in control of everything, don't you? You want things, you want your plans going to plan and and this is just a little thing that all of a sudden it has thrown them off yeah and you compare the now that they the lions are chasing their tails a little bit it seems whereas earlier on we heard about razi erasmus grabbing the initiative and controlling the narrative by getting his team out two days early ahead of any uh, anything it's worked well for him hasn't it it really has uh we will hear from uh some other members of the camps at the moment but uh I think we need a breather, don't we? So you've been listening to, uh, this is the Lions Daily on TalkSport 2 with the famous grouse, the spirit of rugby, 18 plus, be drink aware. And like I say, we've been speaking with uh, Lions and Springboks. You'll hear from both next. Elliot Daly makes a tackle. The offload to Lacanio arm, and he will go in to score the try. Colby bounces towards the fence. Boots one, still going. Chosen Colby. Chosen Colby. South Africa for World Cup is theirs. We are just four days away now from the first test between South Africa and the British and Irish Lions. And earlier today, South Africa named their side for the match. Sia Khaleesi returning to the squad to captain the side. Makoli Makazoli Mapimpi, I beg your pardon, and Oxenche also back from isolation and into the 23. The Lions, well, they were due to announce their side on Thursday. That's now happening at 10 a.m. tomorrow, Wednesday. Uh, coincidence after a potential leaked side via Alex Slot in the Times. I think there'll be some uh, some looks around the camp at, uh, who might have been the leak there if that t- transpires to be the side. Uh, and uh, the the rumoured Lions team is, uh, well, a front row of Wynne Jones, Luke Cowan-Dickey and Tyg Furlong. Uh, 
Captain Alan Wynne-Jones, remarkable comeback uh, for him if he does start that first test and it's confirmed. Maru Itoji with him in the second row with a back row of Courtney Laws, Tom Curry and Jack Conan. I don't think many people would have had that trio uh, in their selections beforehand, but all fine players. In the backs, Ali Price getting the nod uh, with Dan Bigger at fly half outside Ali Price at scrum half. Centres, Robbie Henshaw and Elliot Daly. Wings, Duan van der Merwe and Anthony Watson with fullback Stuart Hogg. Alfie Reynolds, what's your thoughts when you see that 15? <laughs> where, where do we start with this, Tim? I was just going through it. I mean, is it fair to kind of say, and we were just speaking about this between the two of us, he's gone pretty much on form in the back line and he's gone for size in the forwards, but then even looking at the back line, I'm looking at Robbie Henshaw and Stuart Hogg, and I don't know if necessarily they are the players you would pick on form. So I, th- I think there's a few big calls in, in there if this is to be the team, as we say, this is the exclusive uh, in the times. Um, I think there's, I think it's a very, very interesting selection. Yeah, I, I mean, what odds would you have got on Elliot Daly starting for the Lions anywhere, let alone outside centre back in the Six Nations? He was castigated by a lot of people for even being in the squad. Uh, clearly, he's a class player and he has proved that through this tour. And w- I mean, wow. I need to hold my hands up here as well because I'm sure if someone went back to some of the first Lions dailies that we had here on TalkSport 2, I'm probably on the record saying Elliot Daly <laughs> wouldn't have even been in my squad ahead of the tour. But you're absolutely right. His form has been excellent. I did always think once he got on tour, there was a chance, admittedly, because I thought the games were going to be at altitude and I thought mm. his left peg would would come in handy. Now, as it's been announced today, all the games are in Cape Town. So that's been ruled out. But he is there on form and him and Henshaw, they're a great centre combination. Yeah, and a, a big pack, as you mentioned, six forwards on the bench, which 6-2 uh, split. Uh, that's, uh, that's, that's a big call as well. We'll find out at 10am tomorrow morning how accurate that is. There'll be lots to talk about off the back of it. Uh, but uh, let's jump back into the South African squad now. Uh, we we uh, expected them to name their side on Thursday initially. Uh, South Africans moved it forward and named it today. Jacques Nienaba, uh, one of their coaches, he were well, head coach, he explained why they named their team today. From a logistical perspective, uh, um, if, if uh, we, we don't, we, the, the, team, the team knew the team on Monday, you know, so... Uh, irrespective if we announce it on a Wednesday, on a Tuesday, I mean, the players knew who, who, who was starting and who's starting 23 on Monday. Uh, there was a, a couple of players that were bracketed, obviously, to make sure that everybody uh, get through the first training session. But but we are, and are, are as transparent as we can be with the players. And, and um, uh, yeah, uh, we just felt that, listen, moving it earlier or, or at, probably easier uh, to get it out of the way in terms of uh, um, uh, once we are comfortable with this is the squad that we're going to or the team that we're going to go to I don't think there's anything um, how can I say there's not any strategic thinking or anything like that in terms of bringing it a day forward it's just listen the players knew already so we can just as well put it out to the public Springbok head coach Jacques Nienaber uh, saying that they've grabbed the initiative, naming their side early. Uh, now, the Lions, as I was just talking about a moment ago, have gone with six forwards on their bench, a 6-2 split. And that's usually a, a trademark of South African sides. It was in their run to the World Cup final. They haven't done that for Saturday. They've gone for a traditional 5-3 split. And Nienaber, explain why. Probably purely because uh, if you look at the... the uh, I, I, I mean, Andre 
hasn't been involved in a lot of rugby um we will obviously we will go with a 6-2 split what if it's if it's um available to us and if we feel that we're confident but i think if uh, andre hasn't played a lot just come back from COVID, Mapimpi the same uh, so i think uh, we, we we just thought that listen it's probably not the right time to probably just go with two backs on the on, on the bench I'm so fascinated by all of this now. This has just hyped me up even more for Saturday, hearing from the both camps, This all this stories unfolding as we're going. Like our WhatsApp today, Alfie, has just been non-stop with updates and new news. Well, when I was coming in earlier, Tim, I was kind of thinking, we had Will Greenwood on, I thought, that's great, there's lots to chat to him about. Had some other bits planned for the show as well, and it was one of those where I was thinking, with my producer head, I think it'll all be fairly straightforward today. <laughs> it has been the opposite in the best kind of way. So much to digest. We've had the news the matches are all in Cape Town, the South African squad, now this leaked or exclusive in the Times for the, the what they suspect the Lions team will be. It, it feels chaotic, but in a in a great kind of way. So I'm a, you know, rugby journalist and I do a lot of stuff on the telly here on, on TalkSport 2. I'm just, all I can think about now is who has leaked that mm. and to who? I know, and I'm, I've, I've got to be careful to not wildly speculate with, with accusations and things. But as I said, it, you presume it must come from in the team because they're, they're within that hotel, just them, as Neil Manthorpe was, was telling us. So it is, you know, where's it come from? How has, you know, a journalist in the UK got their hands on it? Uh, well, look, we'll find out if it is actually accurate. Yeah. It, it could be a, another Gatlin mind game. You might go, oh, I'll uh, I'll leak this deliberately, the wrong information. Well, you never know, do you? But we'll find out. There's a, there's a press conference to, or the team will be announced at 10am tomorrow now. So it was planned it was going to be on Thursday. The Lions team will be announced at 10am and then there'll be various media duties after that. So hopefully, Tim, we'll get all sorts of answers answers then well I'll tell you what if we know the Springbok side if the Lions side is as this rumour then one matchup that will be really exciting to watch this weekend will be Anthony Watson opposite Anthony Watson sorry opposite Cheslin Colby and Anthony Watson was asked about his potential adversary on Saturday and he said he's well aware of the quality he's got whoever's up against him this week will just have to, to make sure they do their homework and they make sure that they do all the extras in training to make sure that they're ready for the things that the the threats he possesses. Um, you know, everyone's aware of of his skill set and, and how much he can influence a game. So um I think it's important for the winger and 13, whoever's playing against him this week, to make sure that they're they're ready for that um by testing themselves as much as they can in training um to be prepared for the weekend. But you know, you can flip it on its head and try and look at where you can expose him, you know, on a one-to-one basis as well. You know, it's not all just about him going forward. You know, he's also got to defend whoever's against whoever's against him. So, you know, it's not a one-way battle. British and Irish Lion, Anthony Watson. I, I love that confidence. I love hearing him going, yeah, yeah, Cheslin Colby's great, but no, let him worry about me as well. Brilliant. It's great stuff. I've really enjoyed today's show. And this is reason why. If you're listening on the podcast right now, and we are available on podcast, and make sure you go and subscribe wherever you are, this is why you need to be listening live because you get this news as it's happening. That's why we have Lions Daily every single day throughout the British and Irish Lions Tour. Every day there's not a game on, we are here. And thank you very much for listening to the Lions Daily on TalkSport 2 with the famous grouse, the spirit of rugby, 18 plus, be drink aware, the TalkSport network with commentary of every match on the 2021 Lions Tour. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Market.